For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recent album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday on BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This episode, we're talking about the second solo album by Craig Finn, better known as the singer and leader of The Hold Steady. It's called Faith in the Future, and it starts out with a track called Maggie, I've Been Searching for Our Son. It was warm in Arizona It was cold in Colorado Maggie, I've been searching for our son There were crosses on the altar There was cold in El Dorado Maggie, I got blisters on my thumbs If you're all strung out If you still have any doubts if you doubt that there is a rapture yet to come Hey, pick up the paper See the stories and the picture A kid went to the movies with a gun this was an interesting way to start the album there's some really showy instrumental work and in fact this opening before the vocals even start where there's lots of echoey effects and this fuzzed out guitar solo that we heard later in that clip we played and i think they kind of make the promise that this is going to be a very flashy album instrumentally and i don't think that it totally pans out i think a lot of the arrangements are pretty stripped down but i think that does help when the stuff is flashy, it really stands out. And also, I think that Craig Finn tends to be a pretty autobiographical songwriter. It's things that happened to him or things that at least he saw firsthand. And yet here, it's this kind of metaphorical journey. And he's talking about mass shootings at movie theaters and the ATF raid on the Ma- Branch Davidians in Waco. I'm pretty sure he hasn't actually joined a cult, but he's able to sing as if he did. Eh. <laughs> but he is a practicing Catholic. And all the records, including with the Hold Steady, have a lot of religious imagery and biblical figures who appear alongside the hood rats and the club kids. And we certainly get that in this album, too, although not so much in this song. But this song sets up what I consider to be the central theme of this album and really every Hold Steady album, too, which is the tension between the temptation of getting dragged down into darkness and despair and being able to hold on to your faith that things will get better. This song also touches on the danger of even going too far in that direction and having too much faith and getting caught up in a cult and maybe wasting your life searching for something that you're never going to find. Yeah, I do think right off the bat with this track, we are learning that the album's title, Faith in the Future, it sounds so positive. And yet I think it's, if not ironic, at least has some pretty heavy shading going on because, I mean, faith can be misplaced. And at least for some people, faith involves looking for forward to the end of the world and smiling yay it's coming soon and so i i do appreciate craig finn getting more metaphorical on this track i think it doesn't you know there's a few kind of clunky moments it was warm in or, or it was hot in arizona and cold in colorado just like ah, it didn't quite work for me but i think it's still great that it sets such an ambiguous tone by going to the end of the world and faith is sort of doom and the rapture 
and to start there before then going back and visiting the songwriter's but, past. I don't, I mean, I think he's also has faith that he's going to find his son or like find what he's looking for. I didn't come out quite as positive, but I mean, it's a, it's a catchy, it's this upbeat song. And yet I just, I don't, it doesn't feel borne out by where the lyrics are going, but again, ambiguous. And I like that. And it's a good place to start before we then go back to the past and this next track, Roman Guitars. The kicks all stormed the bannigans And the bad plates touched my stuff again We were living up in Michigan by then The only cats we ever met Were mangy lame and tripping wet These are not the kind of cats you pet record really rewards longtime fans because there are all these little references in here like touch my stuff is a song by craig finn's pre-hold steady band lift or puller and there's a lot of little things in here like that but i think it's interesting that he chose to sequence this song as the second track because we start out with this big picture very springsteeny sort of song and then right away focus in on one incident from years ago that's described in pretty close detail and puts more emphasis on the musical arrangements yeah, I promised that the arrangements were going to get stripped down, but it's not happening yet. Here are these horns, these really jazzy chords, this a lot of dissonance and the rhythms shifting, keys changing. And I think it helps to affect this sort of unrooted feeling for the song. And I think it matches the scene where they're not stuck, but they're burning some time in a not so great small town. There's this club that looks pretty nasty when you turn the lights on. And yet in that scene, there's these seeds of faith but in this really kind of human down in the gutter kind of way that he's, you know, seeing the universe stripped down in this very nihilism of like just molecules and particles doing their thing. But all the molecules add up to something beautiful. Yeah. They add up to someone drunk and cute or high and hot. But, you know, I guess he was a young man back then. And those are, those are beautiful. And, you know, maybe not classically stuff that religious religions are talking about but for a young man the idea of this chaotic universe somehow leading to the creation of an attractive woman uh, it's pretty inspiring <laughs> and i don't know hopefully i'm not projecting but no it's inspiring right yeah i mean you say you say young man and he's about our age but in the lifter polar days that was 20 years ago well, yeah now, he's remembering is, yeah, yeah, how yeah. it felt yeah yeah so we go from that scene to fast forward a few years later to a track that I think is the centerpiece of this album, and it's probably the first good song ever written about 9-11. It's called Newmyer's Roof. Sometimes and nails in my hand, blood in my eyes. 
eyes I feel pretty cool But I know I look fried All these tall tales and one tiny truth Saw the towers go down from up on Newmeyer's roof Yeah, we were frightened Yeah, we were drinking It was all so confusing Down Thomas went and talked to the cops He said this just seems like an inside job the whole track because it just has so much to unpack and it's really key to understanding this whole record in my opinion. It's also just a really great song. So Craig Finn has been telling the story behind this song it shows for a while now which is that he had moved to New York City about a year before 9-11 and on that day he went up on his friend Chris Newmeyer's roof and they were watching the towers burn and it just felt very weird and detached and it was already a really dark time in his life to begin with. But what he didn't know at the time was that there, there was a woman who was at work on the 33rd floor of one of the towers and her boss was telling everyone to just stay put because it was safer to just stay inside. And that's what the emergency personnel were telling them. But she ignored them and walked down the stairs and out of the building and she survived. And then a few years later they met and she's now his longtime partner that sort of helped him get out of this depressed period of his life. So I think this song and the whole record is about how even while watching this really horrible scene unfold, he was also seeing the bright light of his future, but he just didn't know it yet. So it's about having that faith in the future that things will get better, even though you can't see the path to get from here to there. Yeah, I I maybe didn't quite see the hope there yet. I mean, I found it a little frustrating that such an intense and kind of inspiring story and yet given how something beautiful came out of it for him, that it's so meaningful. And I didn't really pick up on that in the song so much. There's the barest hints of hope. Instead, it's just, to me, seems to be spending all the time on the depression and what sounds like some pretty hard drug use and the general just confusion and chaos. And instead, it's just that the story is kind of context that unless you know it, how do you know it? is the best part of the song, the words that he's not singing or barely alluding to. I I mean, I think he does really get at that. And he sets it up as a thematic centerpiece pretty well with having their drug dealer be Doubting Thomas, who's the apostle who wouldn't believe that Jesus had been resurrected until he saw him in person and touched his wounds. And Jesus says, because you've seen me, you have believed. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And so the whole song is continuing what he was setting up in the first track with juxtaposing the cynicism and doubt with the need to have faith. And, you know, the song finishes with the line, look at these mountains, look at these trees, Tom, there must be something you believe. So, you know, it's not completely literal, but I think I definitely understood what he's trying to communicate here. 
And I also really like the way that he makes fun of all those awful jingoistic songs that some of those country singers did right after 9-11. Oh, come on. There were so many classics. I mean, I still fondly remember Toby Keith singing about putting a boot in your ass. <laughs> it is the American way after all. Uh, yeah, good times. If the friends from my band were listening, our band leader wrote a great song kind of referencing making fun of that anyway he, he has a line here where he's getting lunch at the beginning and he says i had a paps and some pemmican and the other person says, says man you're so damn american and i thought that was a great way of like setting this apart as a different sort of 9-11 song well yeah it, it is i mean it's a good song and, and i think it is still growing on me like many of the songs on the album and i don't know if i'm rusty after taking several weeks off from doing the show or if it's just the strength of the songwriting that, you know, I listen, I listen, and I'm still finding things, new things after many listens. So, you know, maybe I'll get there. The next song we'll talk about is not as hard, I think, to get into. And I hope it's not just laziness driving my affection for this next song. I just find it so relatable. It's called Going to a Show. So that's it just seems like the same old thing. Some that's it feels like a new frontier That's why we keep coming here the Girl, when you look back at the bar I can swear you were looking at me You wanna get something to eat I try so hard not to talk to myself But it's hard cause I'm always alone Now she's playing with her phone It's always about the same old people Most of them are looking pretty old now There's such a great economy to the songwriting here. For me, it just so effectively evokes that odd kind of awkwardness that happens when you go alone to a show. And especially as you get older, and maybe it's harder to find other people who want to go because your friends are either burning out or growing up. And if you're single, maybe you're there alone and you start thinking about actually talking to that cute girl in front of you, but it's not really a place that people go to mingle. So you just think about it. Uh, I actually took it differently. I think you're seeing it from kind of a negative angle, whereas I took it more that Craig Finn's about our age and he's recognizing that sometimes you feel like the only one left trying to keep that passion alive for art and creativity while you're peers are often getting dragged down by the drudgery of raising little kids or spending all their time at work or just getting older and more tired. But here he's still forcing himself to go out and discover that new frontier and that magic of seeing really great music and and opening himself up to the inspiration that, you know, you might see something really great. No, that, it's true. And I, what I like about it is that it leads with the awkwardness and that's so upfront that there's how he's feeling just standing there not 
talking to himself or projecting all this stuff onto the woman in front of him and then kind of overhearing the conversations and just laughing at the inanity. I especially like this really romantic invitation that the woman offers to her friend. The bathroom's pretty nasty. Would you want to go in with me? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's love blooming there. And there isn't that much celebration in lyrics. There's just sort of an offhand mention of the chance that there's a new frontier. But it's still such a joyous song. I think he's powering through the awkwardness because it's worth it. He's able to laugh at sort of this foolishness of youth and look back instead with nostalgia and fondness for these people. And then also there's just some fun instrumentation. There's some slide guitar, I think, and then these bongo drums. And it just, there's this warmth and that coming right in the middle of the album. To me, this feels like the heart of the album. Yeah, aside from that slide guitar and the bongos, which did just seem kind of weird. If I have any criticism of this record, it's that the instrumentation gets kind of samey here in the middle. And there's a stretch of three tracks, Sarah calling from a hotel, which we didn't play, this one and then the one that follows it, and they kind of blur together for me. So we'll play the third one in that group, which is called Sandra from Scranton, next. Poised to make moves with shadow or shoes Expectations were major We posed for the pictures All shiny and shattered Your sister went off with some acting So we scattered like spores Trying to find purchase and dirt She once met a boy And she thought it might work The boy that she met wasn't sure Take off the shadows Dash through the borders What the ground from the windows Look out over the corners Sandra from Scranton All dressed up and dancing So after going to the show and thinking about talking to the presumably younger woman in front of him, this next song we just heard has him meeting up with someone who's stopped going to shows and based on her medicine cabinet, kind of on her way to a pretty serious drug problem. And so I think it's a a nice thematically, but it's a pretty depressing follow-up. I mean, we have this really slow and steady tempo and these lyrics just seem almost resigned to reconnecting with someone who's for sure not in a good place. Yeah, one thing I really like about Craig Finn is that he's around our age. And, you know, a decade ago, he was releasing the best album of 2004, which was, of course, Boys and Girls in America. And now it's 11 years later, and these aren't boys and girls anymore. These are adults who have are dealing with real issues like disappointment and inability to move past their own roadblocks. And it's not just about going to the party and doing too many drugs. It's about realizing that your life isn't going to turn out the way that you might have hoped. By the way, is it the office that's responsible for fixing Scranton in our minds as synonymous with a depressing nowhere sort of suburbia? Yeah, I think it's certainly helped along maybe with uh, <laughs> Joe Biden talking about how he got the hell out of there. Is that uh, where he's from? Originally, yeah. Oh, okay. It was uh, much mocked on SNL how he, how much he hated it. You know, I, I like that this is one of actually three songs on the album that are each named for a woman. And each of these women can't get past a vision of what the future is supposed to be and can't see how the present day every day isn't less and less likely to turn into that future. And it's, I think, just such a really concrete way to take on that faith just leads us astray and just blinds us. 
And it just has this great metaphor for sort of our powerless in the face of fate as we scatter like spores and just try to find purchase in dirt and, you know, looking for a home without any control. And it's just almost as nihilistic as meeting up for Sunday and that somehow turns into missing the next couple days of work. And I think it's appropriate time in the album after this nihilism to maybe return to that explicit religious uh, content as we do in this next song, St. Peter Upside Down. They cut up with Simon Peter They hung him upside down They took the fisherman's ring off his finger They hung him upside down We all gotta sell out somebody sometimes Gotta take care of ourselves right now in the back by the bathroom St. Peter's hanging upside down Up in 20s 7th Avenue Just south of the garden He's usually here by noon He gets trapped up in a hopper Mustang Sally's Monday morning I was watching out the window I was shaking off the evening I was leaning on my faith They caught up so if we're categorizing Apostle references, I think Doubting Thomas works a lot better in Newmeyer's Roof than St. Peter does here. So Simon Peter was the Apostle who asked to be crucified upside down because he did not consider himself worthy of dying in the same way that Jesus did. So you've got on the one hand this figure that is showing extreme loyalty and humility to the very end. And then the other characters in the song who are saying things like, we've all got to sell out somebody sometime. You've got to take care of yourself right now. So I get that he's setting up this juxtaposition, but I'm not sure what he's trying to communicate with it. That being said, I really like the arrangement in the song with the horns and the sort of choir in the background. It was maybe the most interesting to me from an instrumental perspective. Yeah, I do enjoy the opening of this track, how it progresses from almost a classical sounding guitar, then the guitars get really distorted, then you get a clean rock sound, and then suddenly this more operatic horns and backing vocals. And yeah, I agree with you. The specific intent here is not particularly clear but it's you know it's a catchy take on a crisis of faith and those aren't supposed to be clear and they're just some really charming lyrics like that i'm barely holding on like some claymation fawn i mean that's a fun rhyme and it's this great self-effacing image you think of rudolph the red nose reindeer and those old uh, rankin bass animations and that is not a macho image for a rock singer to bring up for himself it's also another reference to the World Trade Center. He talks about meeting someone there. You know, he met his partner who survived the fall after after that event. But here he's trying to meet someone he met at the Windows on the World a couple of years before. And, you know, I have never was never there, but I can kind of imagine that for an intellectual indie rock guy, it was probably a pretty alien spot. So I like him talking about that. And it has just that right feel. I don't know quite what it means to be looking for, but it feels like the sort of thing you should be doing in a crisis of faith. Yeah. By the way, talking about the instrumentation, just on this song and then on Roman guitars, the kind of creativity and the interest that's in there, it really makes me appreciate how much the other members of the Hold Steady bring to the table because, you know, he's obviously great with the lyrics and the setting up the song structure, but these solo albums, the instrumentation just doesn't 
reach the heights that it does with the hold steady and there's not so much like the rousing bar band that yeah yeah and i think that his his voice doesn't have an amazing range so it kind of feels like a lot of the tracks are kind of in the same key because mm-hmm. he just he doesn't have mm-hmm. the much ability to go in there on that but you don't i think you don't feel that with the hold steady as much and that's credit to the band yeah and i mean i love this album but it's it's never going to be a hold steady album you know <laughs> Anyway, so we go from that scene of looking for someone who he met at the windows of the on the world, which is a bit of a callback to the first track as far as looking for someone who's lost, then to not being able to connect with someone who's right in front of you. And that's the penultimate track, which we'll play next, which is called Christine. She says, let's move to the city, stay up all night, live the high life. I said, maybe... First we visit Make sure that we like it Christine reads magazines New York, Los Angeles, London Everyone wants something I just want Christine I just want Christine Some pilot, she says she tried it, but she didn't like it. When she came back, all distracted, sort of shaky, sat in silence at the diner, eating French fries in the bright lights after bar time. She starts to cry. So here, right before the end of the album, we get this third and perhaps most heartbreaking track about a woman whose fixation on a certain idea of what she wants just kind of torpedoes any chance she has of real happiness. And what she wants is this image of glamour that she sees in magazines and isn't even like a real thing that's attainable. Yeah, I think it's it's a nice contrast because there was, you know, the song kind of reminded me of the stereotype about guys that they they're slobs but think that they deserve to have a supermodel girlfriend and i think even that her saying you're such a good guy kind of feeds into that stereotype a little bit of the guy's like i I deserve to have you and he in his mind well he's just being reasonable but she wants to live life to the fullest and he wants to dip his toe into the high life before jumping in head first but then her idea of diving in is to go to Memphis and Pittsburgh like that's what's attainable and it's never it's not going to live up to those magazines it's interesting that you heard it that way about the male or the who's speaking because I heard it as this guy who has what he wants right in front of him and it is attainable but he's paralyzed by his own inaction and won't like make a move or tell her how he feels or whatever yeah that is a good point and Maybe I'm tipping my hand as a dude. Like, I'm a coward. I'm going to blame it on something else. But, you know, really, instead of blame, I think the real takeaway here is that, well, there's two sides to every story. And every time people don't connect, there's a bunch of different reasons. And we shouldn't point fingers. We should just maybe (laughs) sigh that people want what they can't have. And there's all kinds of reasons for that. And here at the end of the album, it's just that's that's what faith is, that we believe in this unattainable thing. And then we have something good, but we just betray it. 
and in the end we just kind of muddle through and that sounds like a downer and yet this album isn't the total bummer that it should be and you know maybe the songs cover some of the same ground musically and lyrically more than a little but it's catchy and it gives the album real cohesiveness and there is enough depth here to reward multiple listens and i certainly got that out of that preparing for this discussion i think that's ultimately what i really love about this record is that sort of realness and as you know this record records covers a period where he got out of his first marriage 9-11 happened his mom died and i think the theme that runs throughout is how you deal with setbacks like that and still have faith and whether it's faith in god or faith in the future or faith in whatever lets you believe that things will get better it doesn't matter it's just that belief and even if you kind of bumble around and don't do it right as long as you're trying and not giving up that's what counts And I think that's why he ends with this last track, which is summed up pretty well with its title, I Was Doing Fine, Then a Few People Died. So we'll go out with that. We've been discussing the new Craig Finn album, Faith in the Future, and this has been For the Record. Thanks for listening. A little hitch in her voice When she answered the call She says some nights I get so paranoid I wish I wasn't involved, it was the last of the bottle The second bottle of the evening She said it's hard these days for a girl to trust anyone I've been so lonely lately, I went to the movies I did too much in one sitting